Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. Today, we're going to hear from our Wellington Life Groups pastor, Logan Craig. We really hope you enjoy today's message. Father, I thank you, Lord, that um, you are here already, that you have met with people already today, Father. And I pray as we come around your word, Lord, that you would continue to minister, that you would continue to speak, Lord, that your voice would be the loudest thing that we hear, your presence, the most tangible thing that we feel today. Lord, we give you honor, we give you praise, we give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. And we all said, amen, amen. Amen. So good. Is anyone here today and you're a part of a family, you're in a family, Raise your hand. Just if you're in a family, part of a family. This is concerning. Not everyone raised their hand. We are all a part of a family. Amen. I am, you are, we are. It's a beautiful thing, right? Well, yeah, it wasn't. I should say it's not a trick question. And uh, I was thinking about this in preparation for today. And for me, when I think about family and what that means and what that looks like, I'm reminded of um, some key components that Um, are now part of my DNA, and they're actually a part of my family unit, separate from my mother and father and and my siblings that I obviously grew up with. Now having my own family, wife and children, uh, I get to create and um, be a part of the journey of creating what will be instilled in my children, how they view family, what that looks like, what are the values, what are the key components. And uh, one thing that was ingrained in us, or particularly me, My uh, youngest sister, who's in the room today, might tell you otherwise. Um, But uh, part part of what was ingrained within us is that to be and being a part of the Craig family meant that um, you needed to be a contributor to the Craig family. You needed to contribute. You needed to be a part of what was happening. You needed to bring your skill set, your gifting, your talents, your abilities to help the family, to be involved in that. And uh, for me, I think this is an incredible picture of how we should view the church. Is that we should view the church as a family, a family that we're a part of. And I don't know how you've come today to this point, what lens you've looked at the church gathering on a Sunday morning as, but I want to challenge you to put the lens of a son or a daughter that you're seeing the church through. See it as a son or a daughter in their home, in their father's house. And that's the place that I want us to be as I bring this message this morning, a lens of being a son and a daughter. Why? Because that's exactly who you are. That's exactly who we are. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. And this is his house, our father's house. And we get to be a part of that. We get to contribute to that. We get to be involved in what God does with that. And that's where I'm going to be preaching from here this morning. See, we're on week three of a six-week series, our Living Stones series, looking at how we are living stones, which God is building. And our key passage is from 1 Peter 2. And for us, what we've done is we've broken kind of three themes from that, community, mission, and encounter. The last two Sundays, we've heard great messages around community. And this morning, I want to change gear and speak into mission. 
But particularly, I want to speak from the perspective of how do we live on mission when it comes to a Sunday church gathering? How do we live on mission here as the body of church gathered together on a Sunday in a meeting context, okay? See, we are all called to be part of building the church using our gifts, our talents as part of the body of Christ. If you're taking notes this morning, you can write down the title of my message which is the mission is not yet complete. The mission is not yet complete. We living on a mission for us is part of our is a fundamental part of our Christian faith. And our mission is found in the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says this, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The Great Commission is linked to two historical events. The first one being the resurrection. The second one being Pentecost. The resurrection providing both message and motive. Pentecost ensures both power and wisdom. The message being Christ, Him crucified and Him raised to life. That's our mission. The motive being unconditional love. And the assurance of power and wisdom coming from the Holy Spirit. Him falling upon us, Him living within us to enable us to be living stones on which God is building. That's our mission. This is our mission. If you're wondering, what am I called to do? What, what, am I, what do I need to do every day? That, that's what we need to do every day. This is what we are called to. This is the mission of the church. But the thing is, it can be a great mission that sits in a Bible that we read from time to time and we think that's a good idea. Or it can be a conviction that lives upon our heart that causes us to live out every single day of our Christian walk. And I want to stir us today as sons and daughters in the house of God that we need to be on mission. We need to be about the mission of Christ. There's no greater cause, church. There's no greater cause than the cause of Christ. There's no greater mission on this earth apart from the mission of God. So how do we live out this mission? Glad you asked. That's a great question. 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Capture that. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others. This is how we live on mission. We use the gift that has been given to us that we have received. What? To serve others. Serving others. That's our mission. Why serve others? Jesus himself came. Not to serve, not to be served. Let me get that right. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. He humbled himself, took on human form, came down to earth, lived 33 years solely to serve others, to unconditionally love upon other people, to point every other person to not himself, but to his Father in heaven. 
And that's our mission. And we get to outwork this mission on a Sunday morning when we gather together. And that's what I want to stir us on here today. That we need to be the church that's on mission. We need to be serving. We need to be volunteering. We need to be sowing in to the Father's house. Why? Because some things that I've learned upon my journey as a, faith, as a faithful Christian, I'm coming up nearly 10 years, serving 10 years of being in some sort of paid employment by a church, and I think nearly 15 years of serving in some volunteer capacity. I love the house of God. I love what I get to do. It is an honor and a privilege every single day to come up on my feet and think, what does today have? And go, I'm on a mission for God. I'm on a mission for God. I'm going to go and fulfill his mission in the context of building and helping establish what he wants to in the local church. Here's some things that I've learned. Serving does more for us than it does those that we serve. It does more for us than those that we serve. And how we serve and when we're serving, we can see joy come upon people. We can see thanksgiving come upon people. We can see change and transformation come. But man, what it does on the inside of us, what it does on our heart, what it does to our spirit, far outweighs what it does for the other person. Serving, volunteering, brings joy, builds character, lifts faith, brings hope, helps us feel valued, feel a part of something, gives life to our soul, shifts our perspective. It can energize and edify us. We need to be a church that's on mission every single day. We need to live on mission. See, the thing about being uh, on mission and using our gifts is that I don't think we really know how incredible our gifts are until we activate them. I don't think it's actually until we start using our gifts, living out of our gifts, that we really realize what we have been given and the gifts that God has given unto us. Church, we need to be people who activate our gifts. We operate in our gifts as often as possible. That's when we start to see the fruit of what really lies within inside of us. How do we see greater fruit? I think it comes when we use our gift more. When we humbly come to God and say, God, this is what I have to offer. Would you use me today in some way in fulfilling your mission? Not what I want to achieve, not what I want to establish, but what you would have me do. What your word has to say about us and about this world. Amen? So what gifts do we have? Well, we can go to Ephesians chapter 4 and we can start to read from verse 11 through 16 about some gifts that God speaks of. But I want to jump to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through to 11, where it says this. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or another, you were influenced and led astray by mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Holy Spirit Oh, by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. 
There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit of a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, um, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. I say that slowly because I want us to capture that. All these are the work of the one and same Spirit. He distributes them to each one just as he determines. Church, we need to find what our unique gifting and skill sets are. This is an incredible list of them. This is inspiring to think about and look at. And as I read through it, I can think in my mind of those gifts that God's causing to manifest in my own life. And I love that. But I love it more when I see others finding out what their unique gifting is. When they start to come alive with how God's uniquely called them to be. And when they get to a point in life and they go, you know what? It's time for me to actually work this and use this gifting that I've been given. It's time for me to actually activate this gift every single day. That's exciting. That's what gets me, you know, out of bed with a leap in my step. Thinking, man, the body of Christ is going to be activated today. There's some people that are going to realize what they carry on the inside of them. Take a step of faith and you know what, God? I know this is what I carry, so I'm going to give it a go. And God meets them and does something incredible. I want to encourage you, find out your giftings. What are they? We can do it through a spiritual gifts test. The amazing thing is you can come along to Pathway. Week two, we'll take you through that test. We'll follow on on that journey with you. We'll help you discover what you have. Those joining us online, you can go to our website. That test is accessible through there as well. I want to encourage you, find out how God has uniquely gifted you. Stop walking around thinking, oh, what am I good at? What do I have to offer? It's already within you. God's already given it to you. He's just saying, would you come alive in that gifting? Would you set that gifting on fire? Would you realize what you carry on the inside of you? 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through to 20 says this, just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts from one body, so it is with Christ. For, for we all were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, 
Where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If you were all, sorry, if they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Three passages within that passage of scripture from 1 Corinthians that I want to pull from and steer us on around using our gifting and being a part of what God's doing in a Sunday gathering. First one is this, verse 12. It says, just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, as it is with Christ. Our uniqueness is something that we should celebrate because we are part of one body, not because we are a somebody. Let that sit. We live in a world now that's wired of like, you go and be you, you do what you want to do, you're awesome, you can take on the world, you can do whatever you want. Here's the thing, we need to care more about the part that we play in the body of Christ as the one body than trying to be a somebody. Amen? We need to care more about being a part of the body than me being a somebody, me having what I think I need. We need to be more concerned about the cause and the mission of Christ. Every single day. We are part of the one body. Many parts in this one body. We're not here to build ourselves. We're not here to try and be a somebody. We're here to be a part of the body. Second one is this, verse 18. It says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Here's what we need to capture. God has placed us exactly where he wants us to be with the exact gifts that we need in that environment. His hand is upon us. He has placed us. We need to remind ourselves of that, that we are placed on purpose for a purpose. There's purpose for why you're in the workplace that you're in. There's purpose for why you're in the household that you're in, the neighborhood that you're in. There's purpose, capture this, for why you're in this house, at this gathering, at this time, at this moment. Why? Because God has placed you. God has put his hand upon you and said, I need you to go from here to there. This is what you have. We're going to learn that on the way. And it's here that you're going to unlock it and use it. Are we willing to have what lies inside of us unlocked and step out and start using it and live on mission? Third one is this. Verse 20, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. Church, I've come today to tell someone there's room for you in the body. There's room for you in the body. There's a part of the body that is set apart exactly for you and your gifting and your skill set. Capture this. No one else can fill your part in the body of Christ. Only you can fill that part in the body of Christ. Stop looking to your left and right and thinking, oh, they'll do it, she'll do it, he'll do it, they'll do it. You do it. You do it. Because God has gifted you. He has given you a skill set that you possess, that I don't possess. That's why you need to play your part in the body of Christ. So that when I play my part, you play your part, this person plays their part, they play that, that part. This is a beautiful thing. 
The body of Christ is a beautiful thing. The gathering of the church on a Sunday is a beautiful thing. My favorite part of the week is Sunday. Why? Because I get to come to church. I get to worship with the body of Christ together. I get to see person after person living on mission with a purpose because they're placed in this environment on purpose by God. You have gifts, talents, skill sets, passions, ideas, revelations that God needs you to activate in his church. It lies within you, church. I want to encourage you, go after God. Meet with God constantly. Ask him, say, God, what have you placed inside of me? How can I use that to build your church? How can I use that on a Sunday morning gathering? How can I use that on a Monday in my workplace? On my Sunday night when I'm home with the kids? How can I use that unique gifting, that unique skill set? I'm telling you, when you allow time, God's going to unlock it. He'll reveal it to you. He'll show you exactly how. He'll show you when. He'll show you the tools that already lie inside of you to achieve incredible things for his glory. Amen. As the band comes, and I draw to a close here. Church, you're needed and you're known. You're needed and you're known. God needs us to be a church on mission. He needs us to come into his house on a Sunday from the perspective as a son or a daughter and say, I'm coming to the house of God, my father's house, and I've got something to contribute. So I think when we really capture a revelation of how awesome serving the Lord is and living on mission is, we come into environments like this and instead of coming in and saying, what has the church got for me? We say, what have I got for the church? What have I got for the church? My life, honestly, I I became a Christian at four or five years of age, prayed a prayer. God's come into my life, take hold of my life, didn't really understand what I was doing. And it's just been moment after moment after moment, year after year after year, where God's built something inside of me, time and time again, reminded me, revealed things to me, shown things to me. I'm so passionate about the house of God. I'm so passionate about His house being established and being built. I'm so passionate to see the house of God, the church in this nation, a light amongst the darkness, a light up on a hill that all can see. I'm sold out for this cause. I'm sold out for it. I tried to work a normal job. (laughs) Sucked. But it taught me so much and gave me such a greater hunger for the house of God. It made me realize the honor and the privilege it is to get to do what we do, to be people who live on a mission, on purpose, for a purpose. Church, I wanna stir with you today. I wanna stir, I wanna plead with you today. Would you come to God and say, God, what is my mission? What's my part to play in the mission? How can I be involved in seeing your kingdom come, your will being done here on earth as it is in heaven? 
What's my part to play that stops people looking to me and thinking, how great am I? How great is this and that? And reflects all glory and praise to you where they go, God is a good God. God is a faithful God. He is worthy of my praise. He is worthy of my time. He is worthy of my attention. He is worthy of my sacrificial giving. He is worthy. He is worthy. When we get desperate for the things of God, He's going to reveal more and more of what lies within us so that we can be a part of what He's doing. We need to come to the house of God. Say, this is what I have to offer the house of God. No strings attached. Here I am, Lord, on mission for you in this environment, using my gift, my skill set, my talent to bring you praise, to bring you glory, and to bring you honour. Amen. There's people in this room and you're already heavily involved in a Sunday morning and you're living on mission. I want to take a moment and honour you and thank you for that. I thank you for that. I thank you that you've captured a heart for God's house in a way that would cause you to sacrifice in other places so that you could be here and be a part of what God's doing. Maybe you're here today and you've been involved before and for whatever reason or another, you've, you've come away. Maybe some things have gone down and it's been hard going. I want to let you know, God still loves you unconditionally. His plan and His purpose that He's spoken over you, the dreams that He's placed inside of you have not changed. He hasn't changed His mind on you. He's still going to use you. He's still going to use you to achieve incredible things for His kingdom. And I want to encourage you, if you're sitting in that space, why not today come back to Him? Say, God, would you help me deal with what I, what I need to on the inside? so that I can get back on mission for you again. Maybe deal with some hurt. Maybe deal with some frustration. Whatever it might be, I want to encourage you, why don't you come today, lay it at the foot of the cross. Say, God, here it is. I want to be on mission again. I want to be fired up again. I want to be filled with your power and the presence to come into this place every single week and be about the business of God. Amen. Would you stand to your feet here as we close, church? For those joining us online, I want to encourage you to look at opportunities, how you can be involved in our online community. You can help by maybe leading a life group online. You can help by being part of the team that reaches out to other people in our online community. I would encourage you to consider that, prayerfully consider that, how you could be involved how you can live on mission in the space that you're in it right now. I want to pray for us and then I want to just allow God's presence to come upon us. And I'm really believing today that there's some people that God's reactivating something inside of you around your mission and how you fulfill the mission. And if you're willing and if you're bold enough I'd love it if you did business with God 
right here in this moment. Because the thing is, I can tell you about how awesome it is to be involved in church on a Sunday, how awesome it is to live on mission. I can express my heart and my passions for the house of God. But unless you capture that revelation for yourself, that's that's pointless. It's just words. And I'm really praying today for every single one of us that God's going to speak to us, that a fresh revelation is coming, fresh insight is coming for you. For some of you, you've thought about and you've, you've operated in a space of how you've served the church. And I feel like for you, God's coming to you today saying, I want you to look at it differently. I want you to look at it differently. Stop looking at how you did. Look at it as a son and a daughter serving in your father's house. For some of you, you're wondering, where could I get involved? What, what could this look like? As you meet with God right now, I believe He's going to start to deposit things inside of your heart. And you're going to say, that's where I can be involved. That's where I can use my gift. That's where I can activate my gifting and my skill set that lies on the inside of us. Amen. Would you lift your hands as I pray here this morning and then we're going to worship and allow God to move upon us. Father, I thank You for every person here who's heard this message. And Lord, I'm praying as we finish our time together, Lord, that you would stir us, that you would speak to us, that you would minister to us about how we can be the body of Christ living on mission, Lord God. How we can be a part of building your church, seeing it step into its greatest days, Father God. Lord, I'm prophesying over people that you're you're refiring upon a vision that you've spoken, that you've planted inside of hearts long time ago, Lord God. That you're speaking to people, you're shifting perspective about what their part to play in this house of God is, Lord God. Let that vision come clear. Lord, let clarity come for people today. Let the joy and the honour and the privilege it is well up inside of our hearts to be about your business in your house, Father God. So that all glory, all honour and all praise would be into you, Father God. And finally, Lord God, would you reveal to us afresh what we carry on the inside of us, the gifts and the talents that you have given to us, that you have placed in us, Lord God. Would you reveal them again, Lord God? Re-inspire us again, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.